Today on Podcast by the Bay, the Commissioner of the California Transportation Commission and also the President and CEO of the Silicon Valley Leadership Group, Carl Guardino. They're moving tens of thousands of people a day in buses so that instead of 42 brake lights in front of you and I, Patrick, on Highway 101, there's one bus with 42 people on it, and it's zero taxpayer dollars. Discussing Regional Measure 3. Regional Measure 3, again, is 35 specific transportation improvements. I urge podcasts by the Bay listeners, go to the Metropolitan Transportation Commission website, read up on all 35 improvements, and they all have specific dollar amounts, too, because we deserve accountability. And some of the projects upgrades, and components that will affect transit and transportation for the upcoming June 5th ballot measure. Try to drive on 101 during commute time from Santa Clara County to San Francisco. That can be two to three hours each way. The BART extension to San Jose, downtown San Jose to downtown San Francisco, 65 minutes. All coming up on today's episode of Podcast by the Bay. Stay tuned. Podcast by the Bay is brought to you by Highway Soul Productions. Check us out at highwaysoul.com and in conjunction with Liberty Realty. Liberty Realty, serving the peninsula and surrounding areas since 1986 for all your real estate needs. www.liberty-realtyinvestments.com Remember to subscribe and download our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. You can contact Podcast by the Bay by their email at podcastbythebay at gmail.com. And now, another Podcast by the Bay. Okay, welcome to Podcast by the Bay. This is Andre. And this is Patrick. And welcome to another rendition of Podcast by the Bay. We thank you for being with us, and we thank you for downloading the show, and we thank you for spreading the word to all your friends and for telling everybody about Podcast by the Bay. We've gotten a lot of great feedback, and we definitely appreciate your feedback for contacting us. And so today, Patrick, we're going to continue our election coverage, and we're going to speak with a very special guest from the Silicon Valley Leadership Group, and his name is Carl Guardino. And so Carl, is a, he's the CEO, but he's also the California Transportation Commissioner. And so he deals with, you know, he's co-led every transportation measure in Santa Clara County's history, dating back to 1984. And he helped kind of build Highways 85 and 237. So you kind of know some of the projects he's been, been involved. So basically, we're going to talk about Regional Measure 3. And so he's kind of co-leading uh, Regional Measure 3 as from the Silicon Valley Leadership Group, and it's really the nine-county Bay Area traffic relief measure that's going to be on the June ballot uh, election this year, right? So that's the one. So you have nine counties. You have Alameda, Contra Costa, Marin, Napa County, San Francisco, San Mateo, Santa Clara, Solano, and Sonoma counties. So this is kind of a regional. We're always talking about regional planning. We're talking about getting people together to really deal with this. Now, traffic is one of the most significant issues 
that's happening right now in the Bay Area. Significant. This is something that I think affects every single resident in the Bay Area. So we are excited to have Carl. We're excited that you got to speak with Carl Guardino uh, from the Silicon Valley Leadership Group and really talk about Regional Measure 3. So, Patrick, you got to meet Carl. You got to speak with him. So can you tell us a little bit about Carl and a little bit about Regional Measure 3? Right. Um, well, I had a great opportunity to meet with him on Friday, and I met with him in a, in a startup company right next door to Fry's. Um, and Carl's been uh, very active since 1991. Uh, he's been in the leadership group, the chief executive of the leadership group since 1997. Uh, he serves as vice president of Colombo Technologies from 1991 to 1995. He has held an executive position in government affairs with Hewlett Packard earlier and spent six years on the staff of Central Valley with Assemblyman Rusty Ayers in the last few years as a chief assistant. And he's also, like you said, was on the California Transportation um, Commission. Matter of fact, um, Andre probably later on will download a, a current report of March, uh, March 2018. The one admirable thing, he's a graduate of San Jose State University. Uh, and uh, he has is, is been active in the community. He's a really dynamic speaker. Um, my hats are off to him. He, come to, he came to speak to me, and he wasn't feeling well. Um, but um, I think when you, when you listen to him, you're going to hear a dynamic speaker. He's more uh, concerned about regional measure three. I asked him some tough questions about the Bay Area. His regional three is to, to get that Caltrain to connect more flow more more trains on there to get 30% of the traffic off the freeway so that you can go uh, from San Jose to San Francisco all over with the train. So I think it's exciting that he's, he's, he's uh, taking on this. People listen to this guy. He has um, got several different uh, people from uh, HP and Apple and Google. And, and let's take a look. I think I've got a list here somewhere on his board, board members. Let's see if I can kind of give you some ideas on what, what top-notch people are on his board. Of course, you know, your computers kind of download these things. So let's see if it's going to download it for me. But he's a dynamic speaker. And again, I spent probably about 35 minutes with him just talking about Regional Measure 3. And like Andre said, um, he's he's got uh, uh, people from Sapphire Ventures LLC, United Launch Alliance, Varian Medical Systems, Sand Hill Capital, AT and T, um, Virgin America, Forty ers Football, Silicon Valley. He's got the movers and shakers on this board. Uh, he's got Texas Cable and Telecommunication. Um, I mean, uh, we, he's got a dynamic group of people. I think these people are all going to be in the forefront. I talked to him about a more participation with these organizations and helping helping to get uh, through the bureaucracy. He said these people are willing to put up their money, uh, these companies, whether it's your Microsoft or your Facebook or your Google. They want solutions. So um, I'm excited to see that. I said I'm going to even be more excited when we see that start to come to flourishing in San Mateo County or any of the Bay Areas because a lot of the people, the, the issue too is, is that we're pushing a lot of the people out of the Bay Area. So we probably need a plan somehow to keep these people in the Bay Area, whether it's housing or uh, maybe a more progressive wage uh, earner. I don't know. I don't know what the answers are. I really hope you listen to, to my interview with Carl. 
I appreciate his time, his dedication as a public servant. No, we appreciate all that kind of information, um, uh, Patrick. And so just to kind of highlight, the RM3 plan really builds on improvements from past local transportation measures and adds them or adds to them by including funding to replace BART's obsolete rail cars, extend BART to San Jose and Santa Clara, ease some of the worst freeway bottlenecks in the East Bay and Peninsula, significantly expand and improve ferry service, accelerate planned for a second Transbay rail crossing, and improve other critical regional rail systems like Caltrain and Smart in the North Bay, among others. So, One of the things, San Mateo County, I'm going to tell you some of the improvement projects right here. Dumbarton Bridge improvement. So we talked about Facebook and looking into that, right? So they're they're looking about improvements to relieve congestion. BART Fleet of the Future. Expand BART within 300 additional new rail cars to enable more service, longer trains, less crowding, and greater reliability. Now here's the big one for San Mateo and Foster City San Mateo. Highway 101 and 92 interchange improvements, right? We have talked about this. We have uh, looked at this um, with, with some of our uh, people. I, I know uh, Sam Hindi, when we um, interviewed with uh, Sam, he spoke about this. So re-engineer the interchange in order to remove the bottleneck, reduce traffic, and improve safety. So there you go, folks. This is actually directly trying to address some of those improvements. And so I did, this this is actually pretty cool that um, you know it's focusing right where a lot of our listeners are actually very concerned. Anybody who's been through that interchange, um, you know, understands the the you know contentious atmosphere of of dealing with that. It's 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 difficult, and it's and it's difficult to drive through it. So also is the Redwood City Ferry Terminal, right? Bringing ferry service and really um, helping alleviate some of that congestion by u- using alternative methods, right? Uh, yeah, Andre, I actually challenged Carl to reach out to Larry. Uh, Larry Ellison and see what Oracle can do to help speed up that process so we can have some hovercrafts or and I think the the technology now is the hovercraft seem to be more environmentally uh, safe um, in being able to get people from point A to point B, whether it's Silicon Valley or San Francisco. So I'm excited as as you if you listen to my interview with the Brisbane and the South San Francisco uh, mayors, you'll find out that the uh, the the uh, ferry system works pretty efficiently uh, into San Francisco from those two points. So um, it's long overdue. We um, Carl's idea is to get 30% of the traffic off the road. One of the issues that I'm, I'm still challenges, and I think Andre and I have had the debate back and forth, is about those toll lanes. Um, I know San Mateo County passed that. So even with the, some of the initiatives with the, you're trying to make it a smoother transition off 92 and 101, and I think 101, they're trying to put those those uh, change lanes or commuter lanes. But, the, you know, that's pay as you go. So I, I'm not sure that that's really going to mitigate the situation. I still think that people are still going to be willing to pay those tolls. I hope it works, but I, I'm, I'm not confident that it is. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. I think this is so, and this is why we're talking about it. And, and maybe this requires even a further discussion uh, from some of the, we can put together a nice panel, kind of have a really thought out discussion about transportation, about traffic. So the last two ones for San Mateo were the Highway 101 managed lanes, which you just described, and also the uh, major ferry enhancement service. So maybe they would bring it to South San Francisco. I mean, or I think there is one there actually, but maybe, you know, there's opportunities in Foster City. Maybe there's opportunities in San Mateo. So I, I think that 
you know, really starting to look at these. I know that I saw something. There was actually a helicopter transport system. I'm trying to find it, but I couldn't find it right now as we're speaking. But there's a helicopter transport system in the 70s that actually would fly 30 to 40 people on a helicopter. These giant helicopters, and they would fly them all around the Bay Area. And 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 eventually, we might have to look at some of those kind of solutions. Um, well, Andre, I'm glad you brought that up because I just heard an interview on the radio uh, with one of the uh, Uber executives, and they are working right currently on a, a system which is kind of like a little helicopter. It's supposed to have a driver and be able to set two to four people, uh, and they say they're going to have test rides starting in 2020, uh, so that's not too far off. So, you know, I, I remember, Andre, uh, probably about... Uh, 10, 15 years ago, they were talking about something exactly what you're speaking about. Um, a small, like, little mini helicopter. These are the ones that Uber's talking are going to be all battery-operated. Um, and um, they will be having a pilot to begin with because uh, the auto, uh, you know, the um, auto is not quite there yet. So uh, they're doing it. Uh, they're, Uber's going to uh, take the lead on that, and uh, that's exciting. That is exciting, and I think we do need to come up with alternative solutions and come up with some innovative ideas. And I think I we can appreciate the fact that people are trying to do that. Um, and I think as long as it's thought out and, it, and it's practical and it makes sense, then then I think everybody's on board. I mean, I, so I, I found the information about the San Francisco and Oakland helicopter airlines. It was a uh, they 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 went from 19, 1961 through 1986, and um, they were ten passengers. And um, so they would fly all around the Bay Area, and it was it looks like it was four dollars and fifty cents. You could actually arrive in 1962, so that was that was pretty cool. So, anyways, you can check it out. It's the San Francisco and Oakland Helicopter Airlines. It's on Wikipedia. So, anyways, with that, I think we're going to go ahead and get to the Carl Guardino um, exclusive interview from the Silicon Valley Leadership Group, and we definitely appreciate, we thank you, Carl, for uh, speaking with Podcast by the Bay and really talking about Regional Measure 3. I think traffic is one of the most contentious issues when people talk about it, a lot of frustration, and I think we're we're happy to hear that there's people out there that are trying to make solutions. And in fact, we have another episode coming up with an exclusive interview with Dave Tanner. You're going to hear a lot about Dave Tanner, and he just made a big presentation to the um, San Mateo City of Councils or the Council of Cities um, in Woodside a couple days ago uh, re- regarding his transportation plan for a kind of a, tr- a, a you know a train system that's uh, you know kind of a rail system that's going to go all the way out to Stockton. So he's gonna he's gonna have more information on that. But we do ha- we do feature an exclusive interview talking about that because we want to come up with solutions. We want to be part of the change. And Andre, Andre, I think you. <laughs> I think, Andre, you told me we're going to even have an exclusive new video that we'll probably be able to put up for our viewers out there to to find out. And it's kind of a monorail system. He's got a monorail system, I think, that's very similar to what they, they use in Japan as well as they use in China. Uh, and his, his plan is to, to connect 380 from the Tan Fran Shopping Center. And apparently on the chopping blocks is to tear down Tan Fran and redo it. Wow, that's interesting because uh, Tamferan, actually, they, I know they rebuilt it like 10 years ago. It's a beautiful mall now. So I think that there's going to be more people talking about these solutions and more people uh, engage, and we definitely appreciate hearing about different ideas and transportations. And we will, yeah. So we will have, uh, you know, once we get the information from Dave, we're going to post that on our website, um, or we're going to put a link to his website because he's, he's developing 
his information that he's going to put out to the public. So with that, I think we're going to go ahead and get to the Carl Guardino uh, interview from the Silicon Valley Leadership Group talking about Regional Measure 3. And this is definitely affecting all all nine Bay Area counties. And so if you have any questions, you have any feedback, you're enjoying the show, please reach out to us, podcastbythebay at gmail.com. If you have somebody you think that we should be talking to that's in the community, that's engaged and has some ideas, hey, give us, send us an email. We're happy to, to look into it. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at Podcast by the Bay. That's one of uh, our, any kind of breaking news we have. We're always trying to... Uh, keep up to date with some of our shows and to see anything that's interesting that's relevant to some of our shows or issues that we're just talking about we're happy to put that out there and also on facebook facebook.com slash podcast by the bay so we're going to go ahead and get to the interview and uh we'll catch on the next time a podcast by the bay so with that this is andre and this is patrick and we'll catch you on the next episode of podcast by the bay stay tuned Welcome to Podcast by the Bay. Um, I have a great opportunity to interverse Carl Gardino. Uh, he's with the uh, Silicon Valley Leadership. He's been very active in the community since about 1992. We're going we're to focus on RM3, which has to do with regional transportation in uh, Silicon Valley area. I'm from San Mateo, so I, we share some of the same challenges that you have, and we're dying to hear why you think we should move forward with this uh, RM3. Patrick, it's a delight to be on podcast by the the Bay. And again, my name's Carl Guardino. I'm CEO of an organization called the Silicon Valley Leadership Group that David Packard, the co-founder of Hewlett Packard, created nearly 42 years ago as a way for CEOs to step up and stand up and speak up in a positive, proactive way to make a a positive difference here in the Bay Area. And we have about 370 member company CEOs. Half are startups and small employers in the innovation economy spaces. And the other half includes some of the large, iconic global brands that we all know so well, like Google and Intel, Apple, and others. But we are fully committed to positive, proactive change here in the Bay Area. And that's why we support what the legislature and the Metropolitan Transportation Commission have placed on the June 5 ballot, which is Regional Measure 3. And Regional Measure 3 is a thoughtful, focused plan to help fund with the regional money needed 35 specific traffic relief and transit alternative improvements throughout the nine-county Bay Area. So it's for folks in Marin and Sonoma County. There's improvements in the East Bay, a lot of critical improvements for those of us here on the peninsula and in the South Bay as well. In, in, in uh, Santa Clara County, uh, is it my understanding we don't really have a, a transportation district? I know in San Mateo County, we do not have a regional transportation district. Is that also true in Santa Clara? As, as we all know and, and scratch our heads about, in the nine-county Bay Area, there's about 29 different transportation agencies and districts. The unifying factor is the nine-county planning and funding arm known as the Metropolitan Transportation Commission. San Mateo County has some excellent representatives on that 20-member board of directors, as does each of the nine counties. Uh, and they, again, are the body that legally placed regional 
regional measure three on the ballot because they recognize, Patrick, as you and I do, that more and more of our commute patterns cross city and often county and multiple county lines. Think about our wonderful Caltrain commuter rail service, 65,000 weekday passenger trips. That covers three counties. And having improvements on Caltrain in any way, as Regional Measure 3 has, and I'll describe just two of those improvements to Caltrain in just a moment, that benefits everyone, all the 65,000 weekday passenger trips that get onto Caltrain. So what does Regional Measure 3 do to improve Caltrain? First, many people who board Caltrain in San Mateo and Santa Clara counties are heading up to San Francisco. And we would like to see Caltrain further extended to the financial district in San Francisco where most of the jobs to which we are heading are located. And this provides $325 million towards the regional share of what will be needed to further extend Caltrain into downtown San Francisco. It also provides $100 million for the SAP Arena Deridon station improvements that we know we need now that we're electrifying and modernizing Caltrain, and we're going to have a lot more trains heading in and through that station as we bring BART to downtown San Jose and Santa Clara, connect it with what will be an electrified Caltrain by 2021. Okay, on Podcast by the Bay, we were honored to interview Seamus Murphy, which is the yeah. coordinating director, um, um, and he works out of the Sam Tram building. Um, and we had we, we encourage your, um, your people to listen to the exclusive uh, Seamus Murphy. But one thing that we realized, uh, and I also had an opportunity to interview at least 14 or 15 mayors in San Mateo County talking about transportation, um, and they're all passionate about it. it, is, it transportation is at the top of the list even higher than housing, even though they work hand-in-hand. Hand. Um, but my question um, seems to be that um, whether it's uh, Caltrain or whether it's BART or whether it's Sam Trams or it's a metropolitan, they're all fighting for the same federal and state tax dollar, which is based on ridership. Okay, uh, one of the current things that came to flourishing in the last couple of months of studies is that the Sam Tram ridership is down immensely. Um, obviously, it's not something that, it, and Seamus was very candid about it, saying, well, Patrick, it's the poor people and it's the seniors that take that because we need to provide it. But it's not a well-received thing because, you know, we got Uber now and we've got Lyft now. So where I'm kind of going with it, Carl, is, is, is kind of a really bigger question. Um, I, I, San Mateo County is doing similar to what you're doing. Uh, we're doing it off 92 and El Camino, and they're trying to do some more processing of lanes. My question to you as a strong leader in the Silicon Valley and very well respected, I mean, you were on the commission for the state of California for transportation for a number of years, and you did an outstanding job. How come we, we, we work with these agencies, but we don't have a regional transportation district? The passion, at least in the 14 or 15 mayors that I interviewed, said it made sense that we not somehow need to intertwine. The only thing we're bragging about in San Mateo County um, is the Clipper card, and that's pathetic. I, I'm not saying that the Clipper card's a bad thing. What do you think that your your proposal, and I am excited about the Caltrain proposal. I think the ridership, as you know, is some 150% up, and, we, and the more we can get people going down the peninsula in a faster way and in an inviting way, they're going to do it. So what do you think of maybe doing a regional 
Santa Clara district and a regional San Mateo County district for transportation because we don't have one. Yeah. Patrick, you've asked several good questions there and made several good comments. So let me try to pick out at least two or three and and respond quickly. First, thanks for your kind words about my role on the California Transportation Commission. I'm actually still serving on the commission, been appointed by two governors for three different four-year terms. This past week alone in San Diego, we just programmed and allocated $2.7 billion in competitive funds through the gas tax that went into effect last November 1, $2.7 billion. And let me tell you and, and your listeners on Podcast by the Bay how that positively impacts their daily commutes. That included $253 million for improvements on Highway 101 through primarily San Mateo, but also Santa Clara counties, getting back to the point that these corridors often extend across county lines, which is why Regional Measure 3 is a package of 35 improvements, primarily traffic relief and transit improvements that cross county lines. In addition to that, $253 million just for that 101 corridor. We also funded money for Caltrain commuter rail service improvements. The fact of the matter is, when it comes to transportation improvements, it's rarely one funding source that is enough to fund these mega improvements that we also desperately need. So, listeners, think of a wedding cake. Most wedding cakes are layer cakes, and that's usually the case with transportation improvements. There's a federal layer, state layer, a regional layer, and often local layers as well. I'll give the example of the huge success we all achieved together last summer with the electrification of Caltrain money. Well, that was a 21-year effort, 21 years, $1.98 billion. And the final layer of that wedding cake was the $647 million that we needed from the federal government, even in this administration that isn't that fond of California and the Bay Area. But we secured it, that final $647 million, and now Caltrain's being electrified. Why does Caltrain electrification matter? Well, first, it's 97% cleaner. For those of us who care about air quality and greenhouse gas emissions, 97% cleaner. For those of us counting every moment on our watch, it's 17% faster. But most important, from my estimation, it allows us to have 80% more riders to grow the system, which is packed, packed right now in both directions, in both the AM and the PM commute, from 65,000 weekday passenger trips for the capacity to have 110,000 weekday passenger trips. And since three of every five Caltrain riders are choice riders, they own a car, but they're making a choice to leave their car in their garage and take Caltrain, it has tremendous benefits for alleviating congestion on 101 and 280 in our local streets and roads. Well, Carl, that sounds exciting. I want to kind of dovetail on just some, yeah. some little trivia here. We, we used to have, we still do have federal and state tax credit money that, that goes to builders or people that build in the quarter areas. Um, the only unfortunate thing is is that we don't require that these people or that, uh, to take public transportation. So I thought it was kind of ironic the state and federal government give credit if you build another the Caltrain stations or the bus stations or whatever it is, but there's no there's no hook in there to, to, to go ahead and get these people to go ahead and take public transportation. That's just a sideline. Yeah, but I want to go back to something you said earlier that was which kind of excited me, and, and that's we're in Silicon Valley. 
Um, we're, we're, we're in San Mateo County. We're kind of Silicon Valley, too. Oh, of um, course you are. And we need, we need to engage some of the companies. I, and I noticed recently Facebook um, has put so much money up, and I think Apple has. In regards to uh, the, the Dumbarton Bridge situation, to, to revise that, what's your thought process on it? Do you, um, do you think we can, we, uh, that the process can be a lot quicker than going through the bureaucracy if we have the big players, your Apple, your Intel, coming to, coming to the table? Because they need a little encouragement from us, I think, because they're not sure what they really want to do or can do. When it comes to transportation improvements, it's amazing how much our employers, small and large, have done traditionally and are doing more and more. And I'll give just three examples that I think are worth noting. First, we've, we've all worked on these countywide transportation sales tax measures. San Mateo County has passed two and put those dollars to good work. In Santa Clara County, we've passed four over the years, most of which is sunsetted, and we've had new ones for new improvements. But in Santa Clara County alone, when we do a transportation sales tax measure, 27 cents of every dollar in sales tax collected is directly from business to business sales. It's employers saying, we're all in. We're putting our wallets where our words are because when this is a county tax and we're competing globally, we can't pass those costs on to our customers. We have to absorb it because it's worth it for the quality of life of our workers and their families and our neighbors. So that is a huge investment right out of the bottom line of companies towards transportation improvements. That's one example. The second, remember, for the 101 improvements I just mentioned the California Transportation Commission, my role on the on the CTC, we just allocated $253 million this week in competitive funds for improvements along a 40-mile stretch of Highway 101 through San Mateo and Santa Clara counties. One of the most compelling reasons that we put forward that $253 million commitment was that companies here on the peninsula put in $50 million in company funds towards those improvements. That is unheard of across this nation for companies to write a check like that. The third, we've all seen these employer employee shuttle buses running on 101, 280, uh, 237 across our region. Those companies combined, if they were a standalone transit agency, they would be the seventh largest transit agency in Northern California. They're moving tens of thousands of people a day in buses so that instead of 42 brake lights in front of you and I, Patrick, on Highway 101, there's one bus with 42 people on it, well, you know, and it's zero taxpayer dollars. Right. I, you know, I appreciate you bringing out there. I don't think we put out in the media and the news to let people know that your Visa, your Apple, your Facebook, your Google are all doing this. And I think, yeah. I think we need to put that face out there and let people know that they're participating. I want to go back to the ridership thing because you, you excited me about it because you increased it by doing this new measure. But with that, how does that compare? Do you have a figure or a guess on how much will take off of those uh, solo drivers? Because still a major problem we have here is the solo drivers. Mm -hmm. That's still a major problem, the, the commuter traffic. Now, I'm going to make you laugh because I know you've been around long enough, and we all remember before the dot-com crash when 
when Oracle was out there in, in, in Redwood Shores, and the buzzword that came around was flex time. We're going to have a flex schedule so that we don't have all that traffic on it. But the word flex time, even though more people are working from home remotely, hasn't evolved anymore. It still seems that the, the, the people that work at your Oracle, your Microsoft or Google, unless they're sleeping on the campus, are, are, are still commuting and spending longer hours. So is there any, I mean, boy, that, that, that flex time sounds, sounds archaic now. And I know you were around in that time when, or when, when, they, when everybody was complaining. It wasn't half the traffic we have now. And they were complaining about Oracle and Redwood Shores and all that other stuff and stuff. So why are we not hearing anything about that anymore with the employers? Patrick, you've asked two great questions, and I'm going to link it back to Regional Measure 3 as well. You asked about solo drivers, and you asked about flexible time and telecommuting. Uh, so let's talk. Let's put that in the context of Regional Measure 3. First, if you look county by county, San Francisco County, which is only seven square miles and is pretty bikeable, um, and and easy to easier to get around because it's such a small geographic space. They have the highest rate of getting people out of solo occupant cars. And here in the peninsula, San Mateo County in the South Bay, Santa Clara County, uh, we have a much higher solo occupant car drive alone rate because we are just so darn spread out. San Mateo, 20, 20 cities and towns, Santa Clara County, 15 cities and towns in very large geographic spaces. What Regional Measure 3 tries to do is 75% of the funds are for transit options, options to the automobile for people at all income levels, 50% for capital improvements, like furthering the BART extension into Silicon Valley, into San Jose and downtown Santa Clara, linking platform to platform platform with Caltrain commuter rail service. Uh, so there are, there are different ways that we're trying to get people options to solo car commuting. I had an opportunity to, to speak with Mayor Gina Pappen. I don't know uh, if you yeah. know Gina. She's, do. She, yeah. she is obviously the mayor in, in Millbrae. And one of the, the passions that she had was is why did not BART in a hub area like that only go into the airport two or three times a day? Mm -hmm. So now... Since we've got that message out, it appears that BART is starting to talk to them now because that's a hub. But this goes back to the immediate passionate question I have. I think your idea is wonderful, but what I still think we lack is connecting this transit district together. Um, we will be having an upcoming show from a former mayor in councilman, and we've, we haven't put the program on yet because it's about transportation, and you're, one, you're on top of the list. And his name is Dave Tanner. Dave Tanner Dave. lives in Woodside. Yeah, yeah. Very Dave. brilliant man. This man has a proposal that he's going to be bringing to the San Mateo County. And he probably will be bringing it down to Santa Clara County. And it's a monorail system which is going to hook from 380. And he's got a complete video on it. And he's looking for the right-of-ways. It's a monosystem, just like Walt Disney. And the way that this monorail system would work it would be able to connect you to Tracy, you know, all those areas out there, Martinez, all those areas within 20 minutes. Um, and it's, I think it's very similar to the Japanese or Korean uh, monorail. So when I, when, when I see that we're working with the infrastructure, I want to start seeing people act outside of the box and really tackle the problem. So I, I want you to listen and we have Dave Tanner up. 
and I want you to look at that monorail system and see if that monorail system, which is going to hook from maybe tampering, if, we, if it gets through, and that's mm-hmm. a probably billion, billion, billion dollar deal. And this man is brilliant. And when he gives me permission, I'd love to share the video with you. Um, and uh, Dave Tanner's his name. He's got 18 years committed in the town of Woodside. And when I interviewed Woodside and Portola Valley, they don't have problems like most of us down here. They don't have the congestion. Of course, the house values are a lot more expensive. But they are passionate about solving problems, whether it's off 280, 101, too. So mm-hmm. go ahead. Tell me what, what, what you think of, of, of how we can solve the problem and, and, and I think most of the people that, that, that I'm speaking to are solving it similar to the way you're talking about it. Let's take one, one piece of the elephant to begin with and see if we can improve that and then improve the next thing. But is that really moving people in the fashion that we need? And Regional Measure 3 moves 35 pieces of the element, 35 different transportation corridors that have been frustrating us for decades. Let me give you an example. If you like wine and you are traveling up to the wine country and you're taking 101 above San Francisco through Sonoma and Marin counties and you hit what is lovingly called the Marin-Sonoma Narrows, where it goes from three lanes of traffic and then mysteriously to two, only to later become three again. It's again called the Marin-Sonoma Narrows. I call it the Marin-Sonoma Hourglass because that's about how long it takes on a good day to get through that. Well, Regional Measure 3 helps fix it. But again, it's that layer cake. We at the California Transportation Commission uh, just recently uh, provided about $80 million towards finally fixing the Marin-Sonoma Narrows or Hourglass. Regional Measure 3 provides the rest of the money so that we can finally fix that. Regional Measure 3 also provides options to being stuck on Highway 101 at all between Marin and Sonoma because it provides money for further extensions of a train that they've just started a couple of years ago that is wonderfully successful called the Smart Train, the Sonoma-Marin Area Rapid Transit. It's a great commuter train that is already enjoying great ridership for people trying to get out of their cars and onto train cars. And that is another one of those things. 35 improvements. 10192 is an interchange that drives us all crazy. Regional Measure 3 provides 50 million towards the funds necessary for that improvements. And Patrick, you mentioned the Dumbarton Crossing. Regional Measure 3 provides 130 million towards the solutions that we know we need in linking San Mateo with Alameda County across Highway 84, the Dumbarton Crossing. So that is the the basic bread and butter, butter let's fix it with our taking our own destiny into our hands with specific improvements with accountability through regional measure 3 one of the controversies on the um, the 101 and 92 uh, thing is the lanes and, and the pay pay lanes um, obviously um, for some people uh, the disparity that if you can pay you can go in that lane uh, what do you think of that i mean i mean all kidding aside there's probably a few people that don't want to pay and, and they can't afford to pay. So we're actually, are we really encouraging them to take public transportation or are we really just say, pay and go, you got the money? 
And of course, what you're referring to for for podcast by the Bay listeners is when there are high occupancy toll lanes that are placed on our highway system. And I've gone 180 on this over the years. I'm now 56 years old, and I remember in my 20s and 30s, they were called Lexus lanes, if you remember that term. And this is a, a time where I, I kind of had to replace dogma with data, because there's now a lot of data for for uh, managed lanes, as they're called, mm-hmm. um, primarily in Southern California, where they've turned to that because of the desperate traffic conditions they have. And here's what they found. The people who use those lanes cross all demographics, all household income levels, and people mainly use them when they're in an emergency, when they're late to get you know, that child to the soccer game and that kid to the school play or to that work meeting. That's when people use it, and it's across all levels of socioeconomic demographics. And when I read that, it was an eye-opener to me that, yeah, it's not the sole solution, but can it be a partial solution in some of our most troubling roadways? And so they they introduced those lanes in the kind of 680-237 corridor, and they're finding the same type of results. People use them at all income levels when on that particular trip, on that particular day, they got to get there on time. Well, it's fascinating with the traffic studies, I think, that they've showed, at least on 101, uh, that, that a lot of the people are only going maybe 15, 20 miles. They're not going a great distance. Um, but there's a high percentage that are, that are going back to San Francisco or they're coming into Silicon Valley. Um, with the transportation, what, one of the biggest concerns that's coming across the table to everybody is the in, in, environmental impact. When we're, when we're building new roads or improving roads, we still have the, the fragile infrastructure that we have, which means our gas lines, our PG&E. And I'm, I don't expect this, this initiative to try to answer that. But I do have some concerns because with the build-out in the peninsula and Silicon Valley, and we're all trying to get as much density housing we can and provided housing, we're not being able to because we're putting ourselves on eggshells with the infrastructure. How do you think the leadership in, in the um, San Mateo County, Santa Clara County, can really address that? Because while we're putting more improvements to the transportation, we're also putting more impact on the water uh, and, and the utility. So um, is that really being taken care of? Patrick, your point is excellent, and Regional Measure 3 actually does work to address the environmental impact of our transportation choices. So let's break it down. Regional Measure 3, again, is 35 specific transportation improvements. I urge podcast by the Bay listeners, go to the Metropolitan Transportation Commission website, read up on all 35 improvements, and they all have specific dollar amounts, too, because we deserve accountability. In any ballot measure, and this one is all nine county Bay Area on June 5th, so you can read about all 35 improvements, how much funds are provided through this regional measure. And one of the things you're going to find is that 75% of this investment, to go to your comment about caring for our environment, is for transit alternatives, 50% for transit capital, like extensions on Caltrain and extensions on BART and linking them together, like uh, and then 25% for transit operations. One of the exciting items is to greatly expand ferry service, including a new ferry dock in Redwood City in San Mateo County, so that we can get people not only off 
off of our road systems, but on the water and take advantage of this beautiful bay that we all enjoy. Another uh, element of Regional Measure 3 is for those of us who prefer two wheels to four wheels and that we'd rather burn carbs than carbon. So there's $150 million for bicycle improvements that link to transit stations. Well, well Carl, you bring up an exciting point. We talked about that in Foster City with, with the uh, hydro boats. They're, they're talking about doing that. And let's go back to a collective. I'd like to see whether whether it's uh, a city or whether a county or whether maybe there will be a regional transit district. I would like them to collaborate to do that. Now, I would encourage anybody out there that knows Larry Ellison, why don't we have Larry somehow team up with us? And I think that would be able to get his employees back and forth and from San Francisco to Redwood Shore. So I think we need to link these things up. And the exciting thing is that everybody's passionate about it. I just want to see this move forward that we're connecting our transportation and that we're getting the people out of their cars and that we're doing less environmental damage to the environment. Yes, and that's what's exciting about when we do efforts and Regional Measure 3 includes uh, more uh, more express buses throughout the region too. It improves Muni in San Francisco that so many people who don't just live in San Francisco but work in San Francisco and have to get around there depend on. It's 300 new BART cars in a fleet where BART only has 700 cars to begin with so that we can add more service and longer trains and accommodate more people in better conditions. It extends BART to downtown San Jose and San Santa Clara provides that regional share of funds, $375 million. I've already mentioned it helps with the regional share of extending Caltrain deeper into San Francisco's financial district. So the, the impacts on transit that so many people of lower income depend on, as well as folks across all demographics and all income levels, increasingly are turning to to get out of their cars is good for the environment, it's good for our economy, and I got to tell you, really good for our quality of life. And I'll give one example on that. Try to drive on 101 during commute time from Santa Clara County to San Francisco. That can be two to three hours each way. The BART extension to San Jose Downtown San Jose to downtown San Francisco, 65 minutes, 65 minutes, and you don't have to pay for parking and you can work on the train. That's the type of transformational change that Regional Measure 3 helps us to accomplish. I'm excited, but you know, I'm going to even stretch your mind for a little bit to think about yeah. something on 101 being backed up. Mm -hmm. We could have a people mover that could move people like an escalator quicker than we can driving right now based on the traffic congestion we have. Carl, can you tell us your website? Uh, because I want, I want the viewers to be able to have an opportunity to go to your website. Please just go to yesonrm3.com. Again, yesonrm3.com. Or if you want just information from a government objective source, go to the Metropolitan Transportation Commission website about Regional Measure 3 as well. You're going to find information on all 35 specific improvements because we as taxpayers deserve specifics, as well as the dollar amounts from this regional share for each improvement in the measure, regardless of how you're going to vote, though. We want to encourage Podcast by the Bay listeners to please do your homework as we all try 
try to do, exercise your right to vote in a democracy, and vote on June 5th. Carl, on behalf of Podcast by the Bay, we want you to thank you for taking your time and also being a dedicated service and by God, I remember just when you were uh, 21 or 22 and you, you were just getting real active here in Silicon Valley. You're definitely an inspiration to the community out there. Thanks again by Podcast by the Bay. Carl, have a great day. You too, Patrick. Thank you. That was Flamingo Sketches by the pianist Leo DeVito. And you can check out more about Leo on the Highway Soul music page at highwaysoul.com. All right, stay tuned, and we'll catch you on the next time, a podcast by the Bay. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to this episode of Podcast by the Bay. Podcast by the Bay is brought to you by Highway Soul Productions. Check us out at highwaysoul.com and in conjunction with Liberty Realty. Liberty Realty, serving the peninsula and surrounding areas since 1986 for all your real estate needs. www.liberty-realtyinvestments.com Remember to subscribe and download our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. You can contact Podcast by the Bay by their email at podcastbythebay at gmail.com. All material is property and copyrighted by Podcast by the Bay, but does not necessarily reflect the views of Podcast by the Bay. 
for sponsorship opportunities, please contact us by email at podcastbythebay at gmail.com. Stay tuned.